0: assalamu alaikum may the peace that only god can give be upon you welcome to radio islam this is your host Tariq el and we're broadcasting on wcev 1450 am we're also streaming at wcev 1450.com if you have not already done so folks make sure you are connected to us on social media so you'll find us on facebook twitter and instagram at radio islam usa that's at Radio Islam USA and also take a moment to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours at. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, TuneIn, just to name a, a few of those uh, platforms. You'll find us at that same username at Radio Islam USA. So be sure to subscribe, to share, to rate, review, all that good stuff. We love to hear back from uh, from the Radio Islam family. So uh, don't be hesitant about sending us an email or posting or DMing us or whatever, however you choose to do so. We'd love to hear from you. All right, folks, uh, many of you are aware because of some of the, the, the topics that we cover on the program. Uh, we recently, well, not, not too long ago, we talked about uh, the violence that is taking place against Sri Lankan minority Muslims. Uh, and this is not something that always uh, gets the attention that, that we know that it rightfully uh, deserves in our media. So we take it upon ourselves to have these conversations. And I'm happy to have joining us on the line, someone who can shed some light and give some commentary, uh, Brother Ferris Hussein. Ferris is one of the main organizers of the Charlotte Tea House, an organization that focuses on community building. Ferris is also instrumental in organizing the annual Interfaith Iftar with all the other Islamic organizations. And obviously, he is very active with the Charlotte Muslim community on a number of levels, and originally from Sri Lanka, we are happy to have him joining us to talk about some of the uh, violence that has been taking place for many years directed toward the Sri Lankan Muslim minority community. So we're happy to have him on the line. Assalamualaikum.
1: Waalaikumsalam.
0: So um, good to be on the show. Oh yes, yes, good to have you. So, what are some of the things that we are missing? And uh, mainstream media when it comes to this uh, this persistent attack against Sri Lankan uh, Muslims?
1: Yeah I think uh, on Easter Sunday there was uh, some uh, terrorist attack at some of the churches uh, in Sri Lanka yes and it got worldwide attention and as a drawback, back um, you know around 13th of May there was a lot of uh, extreme Buddhist mobs uh, unleashed a violent attack on Muslim villages in Sri Lanka, uh, pretty much um, burning the businesses, the worship places to the houses. Um, so, you know, the the main media did not cover any of these uh, events. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to bring some awareness to what is happening. And, you know, the Muslims, uh, the minority Muslim. Need protection from the government. You know, the, the forces. When this violence happening, the forces stood by and did not stop. All right. So they couldn't. Um, pretty much, the Muslims were on the mercy of the the Sri Lankan forces, and they weren't really helping them.
0: Oh, so you're saying those uh, those Sri Lankans that were a part of the of the forces, uh, they basically were in a position where they just kind of stood by and watched these attacks take place.
1: Yes, and most of the violence happened, uh, you know, during the time of uh, a curfew. You know, when when this communal violence started, you know, the government uh, right away they they they, uh, they put a curfew uh, in these areas, mm-hmm. and during this curfew, uh, these mobs were able to freely move and attack. Uh, the the worship places and the businesses and the the homes of the muslim uh, minority in sri
0: lanka Mm. now has this been a consistent um effort to to demonize the muslim population Uh, as i understand the muslims uh make up about nine percent of sri lanka's uh total population
1: that is correct. Uh Muslims have uh, lived in Sri Lanka for over centuries. Um they've been there for eight, nine hundred years. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, recently within the last 10 uh, ten, fifteen years there is this extreme Buddhist groups uh, that really uh, attacking uh Muslims on different levels. And you know, as recent as in two thousand fourteen the district in Kandy the Mobs were able to attack entire Muslim villages um, and burned uh, Muslim-owned businesses, uh, Muslim-owned factories, and uh, mosques. Uh, you know this this violence continues every uh, few years, it seems, and it's it's it seems like it's a pre-planned um, attack on Muslim community.
0: Mm. Now, is this? like radical right uh, folks who are blaming Muslims, uh, in particular if we look at the case of the uh, the, the horrific church bombings uh, and the hotel bombings that took place on Easter Sunday, uh, and then the in, quote-unquote intelligence that came out almost immediately after it, trying to put the finger, uh, pointing the finger towards Muslims, uh, does this seem as a state-sponsored or is this uh, state-sponsored violence, or is this simply that, uh, the, the radical element that has not been able to be uh, quelled by the state?
1: I think these are the radical ele- elements that are unchecked by the state. It's definitely not state-sponsored, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it, it's definitely unchecked due to the, the sheer amount of uh, people that belong to these organizations. Mm. Um so they're able to mobilize in every few minutes to do this type of damage to a community and, and you know in the past it, these these mob just didn't attacked Muslims you know they went after christian churches right. they attacked churches in the past, and you know they take every opportunity to attack another minority group
0: hmm. now, what has been the What has been the response from the state as you said they've not been able to check them do you think this is in part due to um maybe an an inability to govern if they come out too strongly against this violence that is taking place against minority communities
1: yeah it's almost like the radical wing in the united states
0: right?
1: right you know these people have a voice so Therefore, the government is pandering to them in certain way. And for example, uh, one of the 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 current president is from one party, and the prime minister is from another party. So one of the president's general secretary was able to go to a police station and release some of these mobs on bail and put it on his car and take them home. Uh, It clearly it states that you know these guys are one way or the other supporting. Uh, these mobs, um, and um, you know, there are a lot of other uh, government officials that issued a lot of statements supporting the Muslim groups, right? Mm-hmm. But there are elements of people that also supporting uh, these mobs
0: as well. So, so there is anti-minority, uh, including Muslim, sentiments that are being uh, articulated by the elected officials by some elected officials okay so what is the recourse for these communities when you know when their properties are vandalized when they are uh, when they're attacked in the streets uh, what what what's their recourse
1: so you know that is a biggest question of the day because you know these people who build these places uh you know some of these uh Iants have said that They've been in this on this business for 50 years and 25 years and 30 years, and their entire network is is gone. You mm. know, some of the, especially some of the small businesses, uh, all their network is in that business. So, you know, what we're asking is the government to, you know, remedy some of this, compensate these victims um, uh, and their financial losses. Okay. Um, so uh, we're hoping that you know the government will do the right thing and try to compensate
0: at least some. Mm. Now, um, I had a chance to speak with uh, a gentleman who works on with peace coalitions. Uh, he's also a native Sri Lankan. He's not a Muslim, but uh, he's a native Sri Lankan, and he talked about a history of, I would say, I don't want to say just like generic solidarity, but definitely cooperation. Uh, Between minority communities, particularly uh, the the Christian community and the Muslim community, Uh, is that is that relationship in jeopardy? Is it being frayed by that latest uh, that latest event of violence, you know, on Easter Sunday? I definitely think
1: so, but the leaders of the Christian community came strongly supportive of the Muslim community, stating that these are done by a few radicals and we cannot blame the entire Muslim community for what these people have done, mm. right? And especially the, the Cardinal uh, of uh, Sri Lanka, uh, he came out very strongly supporting the Muslim group. But, you know, we haven't seen a strong voice from the, the Buddhist clergy. Uh, supporting the Muslim groups, right? But mm-hmm. we have seen um, a strong voice from uh the Christian groups. Okay. But you know, there is always now there is there's definitely a friction between the Christians and the Muslims in Sri Lanka as well.
0: Right. So when we look at the uh diaspora, when we look at the uh particularly here in the West and in, in the United States, let's be let's narrow it down. Uh and we look at condemnation of violence that uh, may—of any violence that is um, committed by any particular group, and you find that group here that's coming out against it, they're speaking directly out against it. Uh, Do you see Buddhist communities here in the U.S. that are being more vocal and more deliberate about condemning that violence that's taking place uh, against Muslims and other minorities in Sri Lanka right now?
1: You know, I, I grew up with a lot of uh, Buddhist, Sinhalese friends. Uh, they're very good people, very hospitable. Um, you know, we cannot really uh, compare all these mobs to the regular uh, the Sinhalese groups in Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them, we live together, they're very supportive of Muslims and Muslim causes. Um, but You know, lately, like, we haven't seen a supportive voice uh, from that community, uh, even in the United States.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? I want to tie this back to what I was mentioning earlier about how certain issues, uh, certain uh, instances of violence or oppression when they happen to minority, quote-unquote, minority communities, are not really given the attention that you feel as a human being they deserve uh here in US media western media um do you think that there are voices or those voices who are speaking out are possibly just victim to that uh that dynamic where they are speaking but they're just not getting the coverage their words are not being amplified by uh, by our media yeah it's it's definitely true or
1: that you know they might be thinking that you know, we had a great coverage on the Easter Sunday attack by Mali, even covering this might distract from that attention. Right. Right. So therefore, they may choose not to show this. Um, that could be one reason. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, 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 I was amazed, but why none of the major media coverage uh, remotely even mentioned or covered uh, anything about this
0: incident? Yeah. 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 So what is the the case for people who are uh, being displaced right now? Um, Is it just, is it homes? Is it businesses? Uh, I think you mentioned businesses, but uh, is it homes also? And what are those folks doing?
1: Some common places, some of the massages, uh, uh, hosting some people. But I saw some pictures that, you know, the windows and some of them are set on fire and this one part is usable and they're kind of gathering in those areas. And there is a lot of other Muslims from other areas they are supporting and they're bringing, you know, food and water and clothing and things like that nature. Um, but, you know, they, they're kind of surviving in a no man's land at the end of the day, but they don't know where to go, or what to do.
0: Right, right, right so is there are, are there efforts that are uh that are in place to your knowledge coordinated by by allies by by other muslim uh uh countries you know where they're recognizing the 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 calamity that's that's taking place and they're saying okay well let us let us come to the uh let let us come to the forefront and respond to the situation yeah i mean so
1: far what I have seen is mostly the sup- uh, the supports are coming from the local Muslim community, mm-hmm. and we haven't seen much of an international support uh, coming uh, to the country except for uh, some expats uh, from other countries uh, in supporting this cause. But um, not necessarily any government or any other countries are supporting okay. at this point.
0: All right. So like no. no. Uh, what, what about NGOs? Um, are are there any of those involved or is it, as you said, is just basically an internal uh, support that's going on?
1: Yeah, the mostly internal support uh, going on in personally have t- uh, spoken to some of the NGOs in the United States and they were supportive of, uh, you know, trying to do something in Sri Lanka, but they don't really have uh, an affiliation up there. Mm-hmm. So we're working through that. And one of the organizations that I've been talking to is Penny Appeal USA, and they show their interest in doing something with, with Sri Lanka as well.
0: Okay. All right. So as of right now, uh, it's all basically in-house. Uh, the violence remains unchecked. And I want to I wanna ask this question, who is really stoking the, the flames of anti-Muslim uh, sentiment? Or is there one particular source outside of those elected officials? And I think it's important to mention this before you answer that, is that often we find the elected officials, um, they basically play to the lowest common denominator. So if they feel there's a sentiment uh, that they can tap into that's going to uh, bolster their political ambitions, they will regurgitate that. They'll reflect that. But is, is, it, a, is it just a matter of, of that reflection, or is there like a grassroots, um, is there an individual or a particular group that we can really look at and see that this is the source of that, uh, of that sentiment?
1: This is uh, definitely a group. Um, they've been forming for years now. Um, you know, there's one group called Bodu Balasena and there's another group called Masson Balakaya and they both uh, the the they're the, the two organizations mainly uh, driving this uh mob mentality among the extreme Buddhist. Right. And uh, it's funny that, you know, when this Easter bombing happened, the government were able to stand they taught some of the extreme organizations, Islamic extreme organizations in Sri Lanka. There's three or four or five. They banned it right away. But they also know that both the Bodhi Balasena and Mahasan Balakai are one of the most extreme organizations in Sri Lanka. Mm. Uh, that goes unchecked, right? The government did not ban them at all. Mm. And if you, there's an article in New York Times a couple of years ago, and they kind of compare these organizations to the Buddhist extreme organizations in Myanmar and some of the Hindu to our organizations in 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 india and on the article it talks about how these guys are connected and they're passing information one to the other, and their goal is to disrupt the the economy of muslims right and If you look at the recent violence they destroyed the properties, they destroyed um, the mosque, they destroyed the businesses, they destroyed the Muslim owned factories. But they didn't really attack. You know, they, they didn't take a lot of life. Alhamdulillah, the you know, That's a good thing. But you know, their the goal, it seems like to disrupt the uh, the Muslim businesses and the economy. And they also passing along leaflets uh, stating that do not go to Muslim places, do not go to, you know, Muslim businesses, uh, don't buy from them and boycott uh, Muslim businesses. Right. And this is like uh, propaganda that these guys are creating.
0: Right. Wow.
1: So it's a very well planned um, attack on, on the minority Muslims.
0: Wow. Th- this, this seems eerily rem- rem- reminiscent of the treatment of African-Americans in the U.S. Um, exactly. Yeah. Very, very similar in destroying economic and, and just the, the community strongholds, the community base. Very, very similar, uh, similar playbook. Um so uh, let me ask this, when when's the last time? Uh, are you able to travel back? Um, have have you been back?
1: Um, I was there about two years ago.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah,
1: that was the last time I was there. I still have family up there, so I you know,
0: I yeah. do go and visit. Yeah. Now it, it's interesting to think that um as we grow up, you know, as children, we have friends of all different types, you know, depending on where we are. And the, the dividing lines aren't really as important to us or they're not important to us until somebody else, until someone older uh, indoctrinates us into a different way of thinking. Yeah. Where you have Sinhalese and you have Muslims and you may have, you know, whatever the other uh, uh, group makeup is that are growing up together. And then as they get to a point where they're told that that's not, that's not the world that you want to live in, is there, is there pushback against this?
1: There is, you know, this is, um, these type of haters, it just didn't grow overnight, right? Um, For example, uh, when we growing up um, 20, 30 years ago, it's, um, you know, we grew up in an environment there's Buddhists, there's Christians, there's Muslims. Uh, we all kind of went to the same school. Yeah. And then lately, um, what happened in Sri Lanka is like some of these uh, schools, um, they did not want to admit Muslim students. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted the good schools, maybe they're you know, mostly single East based schools. So what the Muslims did was they went to an alternative, you know, they admitting into their kids into some of the smaller uh private schools which owned by Muslims. Okay. So it created that division, you know, Muslim alienated themselves and the the Sinhalese were able to stick with them, and I think it slowly kind of grew apart.
0: Mm. Because that connection wasn't there. They they weren't interacting.
1: Mm. Yeah, so that's also partly a problem for having this uh, isolation from the Muslim community as well.
0: Okay. Well, let me ask you this uh, last question. What type of Advocacy or um, is taking place with regard to our foreign policy in dealing with Sri Lanka that's connecting its treatment of minority communities, particularly the Muslim community, um, you know, know, and how we're going to engage them. So
1: one of the requests we have for the state department is to talk to the Sri Lankan government and making sure that the the government is protecting the right of the Muslim community and put an immediate end to violence and uh, it's unleashed by the extreme Buddhist groups. And um, also uh, possibly, you know, the State Department can have one of the ambassadors meet with the armed forces, uh, the head of uh, Sri Lankan uh, president and also uh, the prime minister and, you know, get an understanding of what is going on and maybe force them to ban some of these extreme organizations, like um, the Bodu Balasena and Marsan Balakaya. And one of the other thing uh, we're trying to have a conversation is to, to have a conversation with the Sri Lankan government to compensate the victims uh, uh, for this, from, from the violence. So those are some of the things that I think that uh, the state Department can do to help them, some community in Sri Lanka.
0: Okay. Well, we definitely keep those, keep our brothers and sisters in our our prayer and our dua. Inshallah, uh, may Allah make it easy for them. And we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and share some, uh, give some insight on this uh, situation, Brother Fares.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
0: All right, that was. Faris Hussein, a Sri Lankan activist, and we're going to take a short break, so don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a moment. This is Radio Islam, and we're on WCEV, 1450 AM.